Hello and welcome to Las Blancas podcast. I'm your host Yash Thakur and today we are here to discuss Real Madrid's away trip to Granadilla and it it was a tough game. It's always a tough place to go to and we came away winners but it was far from an impressive performance and we'll get into that we'll break the game down we'll as we always do we'll break the team selection we'll be, break the break down the tactics for you guys but before we do that i'm joined by kanita and kanita how you're doing after yesterday's game <laughs> well to say that it wasn't easy is an understatement so yeah it uh, it was certainly very fun to rewatch the game um well uh, the f- fun for me is like um mixture of frustrating and curiosity to see what actually happened there and you know so yeah let, let, let's see um how that curiosity panned out yeah that is a very interesting definition of fun certainly very unique one i have not heard of but yeah so like i mentioned it wasn't the best of performances and it all began right from our team selection it was deep rooted the underperformance in the first half and at least until like 60 70 minute mark was deep rooted in the team selection that that was made for this particular game and knowing that this is a tough place to go to knowing how Granadilla always like to you know force these type of duels they like to engage in in sort of physical battle make things very physically intensive and the thing about them trying to engage in duels meant that we needed players who could be able to deal with that and the team sheet did not reflect that as much after having the same lineup in the last two games we made a host of changes here and it was a bit confusing so i'll go through the lineup quickly it was misa in goal ivana at right back rocio and susa as the center back pairing savava as the left back freya and maite as the double pivot athenea weir and feller playing behind esther so the front four were the same but behind them everything had changed almost because when when you see the lineup with rocio susa and ivana your mind instantly says okay this might be this this is potentially a back three and you're like okay this this could be fun because we have discussed this before as well that when we play back three a lot of our standing issues about chance creation in uh, with the ball does go away it helps us occupy the backline a little bit better and everything else but it wasn't that uh, it wasn't the case this time ivana was actually starting at right back it was freya and maite as the double pivot so i was a bit confused my first reaction was we are going to struggle a lot to build any sort of to have any sort of build up not due to the lack of structure but due to the selection of players and especially that 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 ground is not an easy place to go let me just say that again because it's it's really difficult to go there and to come away with a with a good win but yeah i wasn't very happy with the team selection definitely because it clearly 
it clearly showcased that we are going to struggle. Like if if you have been paying attention to what sort of players we have in the squad, this this particular group of players, especially the back six, wouldn't like really help us in in a lot of in doing a lot of build up build up stuff because a number one Ivana is not a right back. Number two, Savava isn't that sort of a ball carrier, that sort of a left back who will just drive with the ball like Olga does. Then Freya and Maite have not played together. Number one, don't have that sort of synergy. Plus, on-the-ball qualities are also like uh, questionable at times. So, it was it, it screamed to me that we were going to struggle in bringing the ball out of our own third. But yeah, I'd like to know what what did you make of uh, when you saw the team sheet? What were your first thoughts, and did you think we could have made any changes, or we should have gone with with the previous lineup, which has been working so well with Tolete in form, Zornosa also playing really well, and everything working in that lineup? Do you think a change was necessary here, uh, given that we were traveling away and it was a tough ground? Uh well. I expected the change in midfield, to be honest. Uh, not not that I wanted it, it's just that I expected it. <laughs> That's, you know, two different terms. Um, well, I didn't expect Toletti to um, start on the bench. That's, like, I don't know. I don't know who predicted it. Uh, but I did... Like, I, I looked at the lineup and I said... Um, while it doesn't make sense, like one aspect of it kind of does, uh, and it's well, let's say this physicality factor, you know, because okay, um, Freya, Freya is not a technical player, she's only um, physical, you know, she's good for physical aspects and everything. When it comes to technicality and you know, moving the ball and uh, ball around, making the uh, chance creating actions or anything, uh, yeah, Freya is not your girl for that, and we know that, I'm pretty sure, like, that Toril knows that, he has to, but I think, uh, because this is a known pitch, like, that, that it's very hard to play on, and, I mean, it's on their home ground, and it's they had to. Um, our team had to travel a lot for this and everything. Like, there's a lot of factors into it. So, yeah, Freya and Sveva. Uh, well, yeah, it's there's a bit of a physical aspect as well. I think that uh, seeing Sveva here in this lineup, like when I first saw it, I thought, okay, it's three five two, and Sveva will be the, you know, um wing back like always in this formation and you now she's a bit more free uh she's a bit more prone to errors as well but uh, i mean i like sveva in this role anyway so i mean i was i didn't have any complaints about that of course ivana you mentioned as well that um it's always a bit of a <laughs> struggle to see how she'll go with i don't know with the back free she's getting used to it but you know uh Complaints, not really. I didn't have them because I expected a lot of physical change, and but I knew that we were going to struggle. Like as you said, like from the lineup, it's 
very obvious. And I mean, let's say that Freya didn't start. I mean, I would much rather put Terra there, like definitely, or even Sornosa there as a deepest midfielder. It would have been much better in this 3-5-2 formation. But you know, what, what, who am I? I, I don't know. So, yeah, uh, we looked like we were going to struggle, and struggle we did. And struggle we did, that's right. Um, so let's let's talk about, instead of going uh, like event by event about what happened minute by minute uh, until the end of the game, let's let's talk about the overarching themes and how uh the game panned out in in sort of phases like 15 minute period or something because towards the end the reason that i say this uh that we struggled we did not have the best of the games is because we got outshot 17 is 17 to 9 like we did not have a good game at all uh, going forward we couldn't manage to like get many shooting opportunities and basically like to begin with the game with the way the game started we did not we weren't even able to like get out of our own third properly because Granadia they were in their 4-5-1 formation and it was very interesting what they were doing because they clearly identified the weak points in in the way we would try to build up and the players that it would incorporate you know so the 4-5-1 a line of five midfielders with elena uh with blom uh jasina blom leading the line it it was it was really interesting because what we were doing is they weren't pressing our center backs uh from the get-go they were pivoting around the deepest midfielder so they were forcing, they were giving us a choice to either carry the ball from, from the defensive line, bring it to into the middle of the field or pass the ball out, out wide or to your deepest midfielder. Now, in either of those uh, options that they were giving us, it meant trouble. So let me explain. How it meant trouble was since they had a line of five and we only had two midfielders until like one of uh, Esther or one of Veer or one of uh, Athenea dropped deep we were going to get outnumbered easily and the one forward player was not uh, pushing up or like stepping up to uh, close down the center backs either it was just them giving us an option okay sure play play the ball into your deepest midfielder and when we did that they would then quickly jump and like four players from each side would close try to close down the uh, deepest midfielder as quickly as possible and in this case it would most probably be freya and when that happened the only option to like retain position was to just go back and do things again and they would like quickly reorganize once again if we carried the ball into the midfield the same thing they would suck us they would suck the player in and then close her down from all directions using their players if we went wide that's job easy job done easier for them because now there's a pseudo defender in terms of a touchline and now they can suffocate the uh, 
outside back by forcing the players uh, upon her so it was pretty difficult the only way like we could play out of our own half is by being quick with our passing by being like by moving the ball from one side to the another really quickly that is the only way by forcing them to shift their block from one direction from one side of the pitch to the other was the only way we could potentially create some sort of gaps in in the midfield potentially create some sort of opportunities to progress beyond that uh, beyond our own third or just play quick combinations on the wide areas and that is how we managed to get into their uh, their half because one of Esther usually Esther would drop in on one of the sides most likely to be our right hand side on the uh, on the side where Athena was playing she would drop she would receive with with a player on her back because they were following her closely then she would play a quick exchange and with that quick exchange release Athena uh, in behind and Athena would then carry the ball and Esther would come on the outside to receive and then play play the ball that is how we managed our first entry into their final third in a similar fashion Esther dropping deep getting the ball playing it out to Athena a quick exchange Athena runs with the ball plays it to Weir inside then Weir plays it out back to Esther Esther charges into the box and now here is what's something interesting that we have been doing in the last few games which is like we crashed the box with a lot of players so when so we scored our first goal in the fifth minute and if you noticed when that goal happened we had Athena running at the goal we had Feller from the left hand side had come central to charge and get on the end of the cross we had Weir rushing on we had Savava pushed up into the box as well so we crashed the box with almost like five players and what the, what it what this does is in case of any spill up in the box which happened in this case because Esther played the ball across and Noelia Ramos their goalkeeper got down quickly but Feller was there to challenge for the ball and in that duel the ball fell kindly for Weir who was rushing on and Weir made no mistake and we were leading one goal to nil inside five minutes and that was from our very first attack but it, what's interesting is how we are trying to put bodies into the box for this sort of situation to create this sort of chaos because stitching down like open play build up sequences to goal is difficult definitely with this formation and we have that has been one of our struggles as well we are unable to create many good uh, good chances from settled position and that is why making the most of these sort of opportunities on the break by putting as many bodies as possible in the box when uh, to like get the upper hand to like capitalize on these sort of loose balls in the box is is pretty important and we I don't know if this is a tactical choice or if this is just players uh, per, players personal tendencies because we know Savava likes to attack the box we know Feller likes to come centrally we know where does that role too I don't know if these are instructions or not but it's working it's working with the way we are crashing the box and we are putting bodies in so 
yeah as long as it's working we we'll take it but yeah that's something very interesting that uh, we have been doing and that's a brief summary of what granadia were doing out of possession as well so i'll hand it over to you because beyond this point the general overarching theme is the same but what did you make of the opening 5 minutes what did you make of our goal what did you make of granadia's opening few minutes because in the opening few minutes they were completely dominant and they were totally over us and i mean that that was the case for for majority of the first half and to almost the second half as well so yeah just what were your thoughts about um, the goal and everything else that happened inside the opening 5 10 minutes um yeah well you you talked a lot about it and i didn't think that i can explain it any better on how they were set up but uh it's like the first 4 minutes were completely uh, on our half and they even entered our box once um nothing came from it but i mean it's because no one was positioned well there um but we knew something was coming right like from those 4 minutes of absolute chaos from our side and like this formation this 5 uh 4 5 1 uh formation they had um yeah that <laughs> that really showed us that we would struggle a lot and that uh going through the middle would be uh hard and yeah they would just force us um to go wide and then you know have a plan <laughs> there like uh it it was evident that some some wild stuff was happen was um you know going to happen in this game and some wild stuff did happen but um i mean in the fifth minute we actually did manage to go wide atenea uh, atenea was sent the ball to the actual like sideline she was there and she um won the duel i think against two of their players so she escaped with the ball and i think that that's um when she gave it to uh, a stator or fella i'm not sure but uh, yeah um and then a stator went out wide to cross it in but by the way that that was a uh, good very good from ester and um yeah i mean the save and we are rebound got the rebound very good but yeah it didn't it didn't feel right because right after the goal absolutely nothing changed um nothing changed the the only thing that changed is that we started doing these long passes these long balls over the i don't know half of the field to get the ball just in to the front somehow um they would fail <laughs> uh the first one i think uh, that i noticed was rocio and she attempted attempted one of these long balls uh like through the middle it wasn't even um it wasn't even high enough it wasn't a uh, very long ball which is her trying to get it across their midfield it obviously failed uh but yeah it just how it went like immediately after goal you you would think okay we would uh you, we would do something to them you know like um after 4 minutes of them attacking 
of them dominating on our side. We scored this goal, we somehow escaped uh, through the side with Atenea, scored this goal and think, okay, maybe they'll fall for a few minutes and we'll get at least a bit of dominance. No, we did not. Uh, we, uh, we absolutely did not. <laughs> um, you know, because in eighth minute, like that's three minutes later, three minutes after the goal. Uh, so absolutely nothing happened between these two except for them um, forcing us to do these long passes and I don't know just us failing. So in eighth minute, they get a throw in. Now it's it's me. It's me talking about it here and talking about throw ins. So of course I will talk about throw ins. They have a throw in, and the throw in is done so well the player gets it directly inside of the box like right in front of the nearest post and it bounces off the ground and bounces like up in the air uh very high up and i think that blom was there their number 10 and she's like surrounded by i don't know two of our players everyone's confused there because the ball that throwin was pretty good <laughs> like i said it bounced off the ground and up in the air again and it, you just didn't know where the ball would fall and Blom was there and she managed to take a hold of it like t t t managed to like kind of chip it over Misa who went uh, out from her position and luckily Ivana was there to clear it from the very goal line and I, I think I think that's the perfect example of what I mean by um, the the goal didn't really affect them much, <laughs> uh, and like a couple of minutes later, I noticed one small detail like uh, Grandia got a free kick and Vela was the one who uh, was supposed to clear it, but she did it like very panicky, and it ended. Uh, like, I don't know, after a few passes, after her panicky clearance, of course, Grandia got the ball, and after a couple of passes, Blom got the shot and handed um, over the bar for us, luckily. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's how it went. Like, a lot of them forcing us to do stuff that, uh, you know, they knew we would fail at. I mean, crazy. You can You can take it over from here, because... Soon enough, there's another fun thing that happened. Again, the fun, my definition of fun is very interesting, so keep that in mind. Yeah, it's very interesting you brought up the long ball point because I, I was going to bring that up as well. Would you like to guess how many long balls we attempted uh, in this game and what is our like season average? Uh, no. no. I don't even know about this game, but uh, from this uh, game alone, I think that uh, the number of successful long balls is very, very low. But yeah, yes. Give me the answer. Okay, so in this game, we attempted 98 long balls and our season average is 84. So you can definitely see that 
it was a theme because we were struggling so bad to get out of our own half the only other option was to hoof the ball over or play the ball out wide to one of the wide players which would then a either we would lose out in duels or we would like struggle to keep the ball because they would close us down so quickly so yeah we definitely <laughs> we definitely struggled our uh, overall success rate on long balls also dropped down from 61% season average to like just 56 in this game so yeah i mean that that was a very interesting point that i was going to bring up as well so i'm glad that you did already we struggled <laughs> to put it simply we struggled to build out the back and for good reasons that we have already discussed we have already mentioned why we struggled it's in part because of how granadia were set up and it's in part because how uh, the profiles that we were playing on the pitch and how they operated as a cohesive unit so yeah in the 8th minute there's a long throw in and if you've been following my account for a while you know that i love long throw ins i've <laughs> i've done a piece on them as well for uh, swendis yons dotir and her long throw ins I, i really love them because they are a really good weapon to cause what happened exactly in this situation to cause chaos because when that long throw in was played in it it wasn't met directly by a head of granadia player it fell in the box and then that caused chaos that we were unable to deal with and blom almost managed to put it over misa and into the goal ivana was there luckily and we managed to clear it but that is what long throw ins are all about to create that sort of chaos because it's very difficult to deal with a bouncing ball in the box because defenders are not sure whether to like be aggressive with it because it can hit their hand and then it could be a penalty or they can try to clear it and it would fail and it would fall off somewhere to another uh, opposition player so it's it's a very tricky terrain for the defenders to to be in you know and that is what uh, it did here and we survived that but we didn't survive for very long because in the 13th minute granadia managed to equalize so a pretty interesting goal and i think it went down as an own goal but i'm not sure because uh, the cross comes in from the left hand side uh, i think it's uh, blom who who made the very made a very good cross and it was a corner situation which was like put away and it was like a second phase of corner situation if you want to call it that it wasn't like it came after a a good amount of time like not a good but a significant amount of uh, time from the corner being cleared to them then putting another cross in so they had players forward uh, blom manages to put the ball in from the left hand side uh, the center back patri gavira manages to just get a small nudge on it which directs it towards the goal rocio tries to clear it i think and it hits her leg which slightly changes the direction even more and it slips in at the far post and granadia are now level and as you mentioned they did not sit back it it wasn't like after the goal we had a lot of uh, good time on the ball and we were able to like uh, control things it was nothing like that we never were in control of this game at all so yeah i mean we know our shortcomings in defending corners now 
even defending uh, second phases from the corner is is being uh, exposed so it's difficult but i don't know the first goal they deserved it obviously because they have been coming forward they have been trying to create that sort of uh, opportunity for themselves but i don't know who to blame for this goal it it did, it did seem to me like rocio got a slight touch on it and it turned in because she seemed really disappointed when that went in and it slightly changes the direction as well uh, hitting her leg but i'm not sure so yeah 13 minutes in and this game has already had two goals and it's uh, back on level terms so another a lot of work to do uh, but yeah what did you make of their first goal their equalizer in the 13 minutes um hmm. yeah uh it it's a problem <laughs> it, so it's not an own goal uh, the the broadcast it show that Rossiov scored an own goal the entire time like until the end of the game it said Rossiov own goal uh but if you look everywhere else it says Patrick Vieira scored and So here's the thing that that is a very tricky thing because um I think only one angle shows it and you have to slow it down <laughs> and maybe pause it every like um I don't know tenth of a second to see who uh, touched it. It's it's Gavira who touched it last, so it is um rightfully given to her. It's not Rocio there. Um Gavira score Gavira jumped very high uh, like much uh, above Rocio and got that ball and got it inside as well so a uh, good cross and a great header um so yeah i mean they <laughs> they had it coming after well uh, pretty much their dominance this whole time so yeah it's um I've seen it coming I think everyone saw it coming so yeah So we are back on level terms 15 minutes in and beyond this I think like the same things keep happening over and over again because we either try a long ball we either try to go whenever we play a vertical ball the way they are set up the way they are following our players individually it's very difficult because they are looking to create those sort of dual situation they are forcing us to engage in those duels so whenever even a vertical ball is played the player receiving always almost always has a player on their back so it has become difficult then the entire setup to disrupt our build up meant that long balls were the only option or like carrying the ball forward was the only option from the center backs and that did not result in as much success then i like we mentioned the profiles of our full backs weren't like one of them is isn't even a full back to be fair so that did not help the only way we were able to like make progress was by playing quick combination moves on the wide areas where like mostly from Atenea's side where she would drop and quickly play an exchange with either like sometimes Ivana managed that sometimes Esther was dropping deep so that is the only way we were able to progress 
but then in the 33rd minute uh granadia managed to like play a ball over the top with blom uh rushing on for the ball and misa comes out to to clear it sort of and in in a bit to punch it she has a nasty clash with uh, blom who had to then be stretched off because she couldn't continue looked like a nasty clash misa was shown a shown a yellow card uh it seemed like blom got to the ball first and managed to hit the ball onto misa but yeah like granadia weren't weren't like a side that were building out passing sequences to create chances either they were going very direct they were playing the ball over the top and had two runners that would press our center backs and uh, force them to either rush a pass or like force them into decision and that would result in a sort of turnover situation so that happened in 33rd minute beyond that there's like not much but towards the end of the half we see another sort of uh, we have another sort of a chance a half chance maybe another a long ball this time by freya noelia ramos comes out it's almost an identical situation with what happened with misa uh, here and uh, what happens with noelia ramos there so noelia ramos comes out manages to punch it out feller was rushing on on for the ball because ester had dropped deep towards the right hand side and uh, when noelia ramos punched it veer was there to pick up the second ball and try to get a shot in but the shot went wide so that is how the half ended there are some other points to discuss but i'll let you uh, let you add anything else you have about the first half or we can go towards slightly discussing the player performances in this opening 45 and what and if we expected any changes going into the second half because this clearly was not working at all and we had no sort of control we had no no sort of like rhythm or anything uh, on the pitch so yeah if you have anything to add you can do so or we can or you can uh, give your thoughts about what you thought needed changing in the second half and did you think uh, what did you think of any individual performances that stood out or that were really poor um yeah okay so i first uh want to add a bit of detail to that misa versus blom clash uh yeah so that was an intermission of like 5 minutes uh and those 5 minutes were added later on so uh yeah this was a long half um <laughs> uh, and yeah a bit of update on blom she yeah she was stretched uh, uh, away and she was um brought into a hospital she also um posted a story saying she's fine she coughed up a little bit of blood but she's fine now and yeah she's still in the hospital um it was about the clash it was um well misa was about to boxed but she was just exiting the box and she couldn't you know do it with her hands obviously so in the last second she pulled her hands uh, to her chest down and as she did that blom came to her and she yes the ball first hit blom and then onto misa's um shoulder so if misa didn't um 
you know, pull away her arms. Uh, well, she could have gotten a red card. Um. So that that's <laughs> that's that. Uh, I think that the way Misa jumped is a pretty normal thing for all goalkeepers. I mean, only amateur goalkeepers don't jump like that when they're about to box it away or um, catch it. Like you have to go with the knee up and everything like um, to minimize the chances of getting pushed aside and everything. So uh, it was an unfortunate clash and it's also always dangerous for both Misa and the player she's going up against because uh, she does these um, run-ins a lot. Um, but yeah, I think it was a it was a mistake. It was an accident, and yeah, I I'm glad that Blom is okay. So yeah, that's that's that. And yeah, that uh, that you meant which this thing in forty third minutes uh, that happened with uh, <laughs> Freya managing this long pass and the long ball to um, to Fella. The the thing is that the very similar thing happened in 26th minute. It was just Ivana on the right side that did it. And it ended the same way. Like, it was meant for um fella who was entering the box and uh, Noelia Ramos was there to box it away or catch it. Like, one of those were... Uh, catch and one of those was uh, boxing away. And... Yeah... It's crazy because you just said this ratio of long long balls and the season average and uh, yeah, I mean these similar actions would happen <laughs> because yeah, how how much did you say ninety eight? Crazy, crazy. This team is crazy, but. Yeah, and yeah, this action in 43rd minute that I just mentioned uh, ended as a weird chance, actually, because, yeah, this one was where uh, Noelia Ramos boxed it away and Weir got the ball, and um, she shot it. It's, I thought it, it went wide, but it seemed like it brushed off someone and we were given a corner. I'm not sure where uh, and who, um, but yeah, it was a corner, so... And yeah, that's it. And, uh, yeah, there was one more long ball, I guess, from Rossiu in 49th minute, like in the um, fourth minute of at the time. And it was by Rossiu this time, Esther and um, Feller were there. It was uh, blocked, but I think that was our most precise long ball um, to this very point. And it was by Rossiu, which I didn't expect. Um, it was straight into the box and it was pretty precise it was just uh, a lot of commotion inside the box and it was hard to uh, get it uh, but yeah it was blocked and we were given a corner so yeah there's that uh, about the first half and about the changes yeah i mean i was expecting the change at least i don't know toletti or sornosa um i was expecting freya out um now, yeah, well, she did not have a good game. She did make some mistakes that are quite typical for her. And she did give some um, stupid balls and everything. Nothing that... Well, nothing that really ended 
being dangerous. I mean, she did have some good clearances as well. Um, a couple, not many, by the way, a couple of clearances and stuff. Uh, duels, um, I mean, she was decent, um, lost a lot of them, but sure. But yeah, Freya, Freya wasn't the player for this game. We weren't um, progressing at all. And we needed a change ASAP. We needed at least uh, one of us, Sornosa or Toletti. Um, and yeah, I was expecting that change. And maybe a formation change, though it, I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, um, the second half didn't start. Uh, the second half started with zero changes. And yeah, we'll start off with that. Yeah, so the 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 reason that we were we kept saying that we did not have a good game, we did not have a good half. We got outshot ten is to three in that first half, and I'm not saying that all the shots that Granadilla had were like good chances. It weren't. They were like trying their luck from range a lot, but still, like them managing to get ten shooting opportunities and us just managing three, including the goal, because. The chance in the 40, 43rd minute by Caroline Weir, that is our only other shot except the goal uh, from uh, in, in the opening five minutes. That is the second shot that we record for the first half. So that's uh, a bit concerning. And yeah, about the formation change, uh, I'm glad you mentioned it because if you think about it, the way we play with the back three, we have a lot of bodies in between opposition midfield and defensive lines and that would have definitely helped because we would have had those sort of vertical options and having those sort of bodies, those number of bodies in between the lines would have forced them to make a decision to either come out and then we could have like those sort of counter movements between the wide players or the midfielders. And it would also give the freedom for our wide centre backs to push up and carry the ball. So. A back three, a simple switch to a back three, given the components we had on the field, would have actually like actually helped a bit. Now I don't know why Toril didn't do it, but yeah, he didn't do it. So <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, the second half, I was definitely expecting a change in the midfield for starters because. I was not impressed by either of Freya or Maite's performance and for good reason because A, they lack synergy, B, the way Granadilla were set up, it was very difficult for them to like have any sort of, uh, make any sort of impact because they were struggling, they weren't able to get the ball out and while Maite did manage to like escape the pressure, beat the pressure, sometimes Freya was uh, Freya was struggling. Uh, Freya was struggling a fair bit. Uh, there were many misplaced passes as well. Uh, I think her pass completion rate among the players that started, I think only only Savava and Esther and Weir had a lower passing accuracy, and that is because like. A they like Savava is Savava also struggled like the main culprits in in our build up not being successful did struggle so if you look at the passing success rate for these players it's it's all in the bottom five and that's not 
that's not good when especially for a player who is playing as a deepest midfielder because that results in a lot of that makes a lot of dominoes fall and it hurts the build up scheme so i i think like this was not the right game for freya i understand uh, when you mentioned it i do understand why he thought it might be a good game because this game did get physical this game meant that there were going to be uh, like physical duels in this and maybe we thought that this could be freya's territory but it did not work like that it definitely did not so yeah i mean <laughs> it is it is what it is i guess but it wasn't a good game uh, so i was expecting that change but nothing happened the game began second half began no changes and as the second half began it was sort of a similar uh, theme because they managed to like come out strongly again in the 51st minute pisco who has a good left foot uh, in like trying to put those crosses in she managed to get the cross in escaped everyone uh, didn't result in a chance they had a quick uh, like a blocked shot in the like opening 2 minutes of the game then we had uh, a good chance in the 55th minute again it was caroline weir now this time they managed to clear it off the line and the involvement here is what we spoke about in the first half about how we were whenever we managed to get into the final third that is what we uh, did so esther controls the ball and like really well uh, drops it controls the ball and plays the ball in behind for uh, weir who's making a good run into the box weir manages to like lob the keeper and it's cleared of the line weir thinks she has scored it it has crossed the line but it hasn't the goal is not given but that is what like esther can do we have seen her manage to like keep a keep a defender at arm's length receive the ball and then play these sort of good passes her hold up play in this situation where like players are challenging her for the ball it's pretty good and it uh, definitely helps us a lot and it did here so that was that and we we pretty soon saw the changes because obviously i think it was identified that we weren't uh, really playing that well so in the 57th minute olga came on to replace savava and before we like move forward like there were other changes as well which i think the overall impact of these changes would be better if we like tell all the changes that happened because in the 64th minute we have like a triple change and kenty maite and uh, sorry kenty toletti and zornosa come on to replace ivana maite uh, ivana maite and freya and in that like 8 minutes we have replaced the problem areas that we were having in our build up so like maite was replaced freya was replaced uh both the full backs were replaced and soon like there started to be a little bit improvement we could see not like a lot because they were still attacking they were still uh, getting shots off uh, and and everything but 
at least the problem areas that we were discussing were the same areas that uh, Toril tried to address. So that was that. So nothing much happened like until the 64th minute. I think they, they were, there weren't many shots or there weren't many, uh, many like notable noteworthy moments. So if you have anything to add until the 64th minute, you can, or you can move us forward towards the the period where a lot of stuff started happening which is like after 70th minute mark because the game got uh, really fun like let's say it, it was an entertaining game because despite us struggling we had like a back and forth with them we had like a uh, it, it was a good game we were scoring they were getting back and it was it was a fun game from the 70th minute onwards so if you have anything to add until the 70th minute mark or what did you make, make of the subs that were made you can do so and lead us on to the the second goal that we scored in the second half yeah uh you said it pretty much with the subs that we covered all problematical um sides of what was happening so and yeah literally nothing happened between these two subs, uh, there were a couple of um, corners and um, offside positions by Granadilla. By the way, by Granadilla at the end had 10 offside positions, we had one, and it was mostly Marifose. So, yeah, I just know that one. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I can just um, go after the, the sub, this our triple sub. So uh in at the same at the same time they made make another sub and it's Coco Ange. Um so I'll start with this. <laughs> so like a minute later, a minute after the subs happened. Yeah, she looks like a, she looks really dangerous in our box because she uh gets sent the ball to her uh i don't quite remember now how but she gets the ball inside and uh she was battling Rocio and kathleen there and she was trying to um keep it in the air and kind of try to kind of chip it over misa as well she was uh, about to leave her position uh good, good thing that she didn't do it earlier um but yeah, I mean, um, it was cleared after a bit of struggling. It was a bit of a heart attack, but um, yeah, this little bit what I just said about Coco Ange will uh, come in handy later. So, yeah, and that's this is sixty six minutes. So yeah, exactly a minute after the sub happened, and so the next thing that happened, which you um told me that to like lead us to the second goal well in 72nd minute we get a penalty um Atenea went on her dri dribble and she was stopped by two players there inside and she got fouled the penalty is given and no one surprised Olga took it she was on the field so of course uh, Olga would take it and she scores it's uh, it's a great it's a great penalty um very expected from Olga as well she sends it to the lower uh, right corner uh very strong penalty and yeah 
masterfully done by Olga. And you know, it's <laughs> it's one too. Uh, it's one too after a lot of suffering, and uh, it. I don't know. We that that goal line clearance that Granadilla uh, made uh, after you know years kind of trip. Um, I, fair enough, fair enough. We were one one at goal clearances at this point. It's a very tough game. Where I think I think it just puts us a cherry on top. You know to make this goal line clearance sure it was frustrating enough for us and just make it frustrating more frustrating even more frustrating sorry for us by that but you know they give us a penalty uh and i mean yeah i don't see any problems in that penalty i see it as a clear foul um Atenea just was uh, kind of jumped there and um, put the f uh, the foot was put uh, in front of her. She fell and you know fell. Uh, if you want to comment more about it, be, uh, you can because four minutes later we get another fun thing. <laughs> yeah. So in the seventy second minute, like you said, the penalty happens. Olga obviously ice in her veins or whatever you want to call it. Puts it away really well. Uh, Athena very smartly like uh, knows that the challenge is coming. Knows that the leg will be stuck out. Uses a quick feet and buys the challenge. Uh, obviously a penalty because the leg is out. So uh, definitely a penalty. Uh, but uh, oh, it was smart work from Athena definitely. So that happens. And then beyond this like in the 77th minute. Another one of those instances where we like crash the box happens where Feller once again like crashing the box and it's again good work by Esther who dro who drops deep and like plays the ball across and uh, stuff like that uh, but this time the loose ball is just behind uh, Feller who is like attacking the middle of the box so that doesn't happen so it it's something to like keep note of moving forwards because if this keeps happening if we keep doing this thing where we go wide put the ball in and then crash the box with multiple players in the hope that one of them will pounce on a loose ball this is certainly then being uh, it certainly then goes into the area that this is uh, on purpose and not just coincidental because this has been happening uh, a bit so I'm glad you mentioned Coco because during the game Ohm and I were talking about this and he kept mentioning if Granadia bring on Coco we, we are going to they are going to score definitely and that is what happened. Uh, it was it was something that they were trying to do all game, play the long ball, have even if the long ball is inaccurate, have the player uh, have their player close down the close down one of our center backs and try to win that sort of second ball or try to win that sort of duel for the ball when it's bouncing and that is what happens a long ball comes comes from the left hand side uh, i think and coco manages to like close down olga who like who is trying to clear head clear the ball uh, that's bouncing doesn't manage to get power behind it coco manages to get a good touch 
and then puts it away in the corner uh, really well good finish but yeah coco was uh, definitely a threat when she came on good player good on the break and we saw that uh, we definitely struggled to deal with her so inside like an, again inside 6 minutes of us scoring they managed to equalize again and uh, our our lead isn't uh, didn't last long again so in the in the 80th minute we make another change another offensive change uh, naikari comes on to replace feller and it's interesting because you would expect that maybe we are shifting to a 442 something uh, but naikari was playing out wide uh, which is pretty interesting for me because we have seen her do that at real sociedad and it's not really an optimal solution to incorporating her in the lineup but she she did well there uh, this time she she was good so uh, before we move forwards and before we move into talking about uh, talking about other substitute appearances from zornosa and toletti and how they impacted the game what did you make of what did you make of the their second goal and what did you make of naikari as as a, a wide player in in that front four sort of Uh, yeah, once again, our lead didn't last long, huh? Um, very interesting game again, like for the like tenth time. I'm saying interesting game, frustrating even. Um, but the thing is that so the ball, the long ball, um, that Olga failed to control was actually sent by Pisco, uh, from their uh, left side. and you know Olga was there uh, in front of um Coco to receive it but she uh lost grip of it and Coco took it and uh, took that opportunity um went past Olga defeated Misa and yeah a great finishing and yeah it, it's been a long game long very long 70 what 8 minutes and there was 12 more minutes to go <laughs> so yeah uh but there's one one more thing that i noted one action by us actually uh, a minute earlier a minute just a minute before the goal it was um a good pass from atenea from the side to um well inside the box where so this is a thing ester and feller were were pretty much at the same place there in the box and Uh, that's interesting because during the entire game uh i could just see fella up in front because as yash said uh ester was doing a lot of stuff uh at the back and dropping back doing some stuff in the midfield helping there um and this is the first time i've seen ester ready inside the box you know and yeah they kind of almost <laughs> collided um in all that the goalkeeper made a ground save and the defender got got it cleared so yeah well it looked like it would it could end very dangerous and it was dangerous but you know a bit of miscommunication i guess and yeah a minute later they scored his goal um so the, <laughs> that's funny and 
you know, we are once again tied, and to no one's surprise, we made uh, attacking change, as you said, and to no one's surprise, the uh, player who's uh, left gets subbed on, sub gets subbed on late at you know last ten minutes. So, um, and it's Naikari, and yeah, she played wide, and I. I didn't complain about it. I usually would, but I didn't because I think last time she played wide, uh, like she, that she mimicked a right wing, actually was under Asnar, and she played a lot. Like she played all the time with Esther when Esther was available, and uh, with Mila as well. So those three were playing good together a lot, and Naikari would be out wide um with Esther in the middle and stuff so that was the last time I think I saw her there and and yeah she did pretty well um she got she received some long balls very well um one of the free kicks there was a free kick like well let's call it a free kick and like the halfway line uh Weir sent it to her and she received it she um she was going for a cross, but two players were right in front of her. She couldn't. So Kenty uh, luckily realized that she needed help. So went to help her and stuff. But yeah, um, I I wasn't complaining <laughs> at all. Uh, I think I think actually this is one uh, one of the safest ways if you want to make uh her and the stead work this is like one of the safest ways to make them work because both of them like to you know run around right and um with this Esther was more free you know up in front and at, at some points she could drop back while if um uh, nekari is up a little bit up in front on the right side and you know vice versa uh, so, and plus at this point, <laughs> you know, um, Esther had played 80 minutes, so, um, yeah, and Naikari was fresh to run around, and she did a lot, she did the defending, the, the recovering as well, she helped recover the ball with Weir and uh, Sonosa there in the midfield a couple of times, and yeah, so yeah, uh, that her cameo was good, not not much danger, just one kind of danger, but I want to even mention it's not worth mentioning. Uh but yeah, um if if Torel would like to ever make these two work, I think this is the only way. And she was subbed out for Feller. So um, just to note this little detail that I could see after the final whistle, uh, fella was seen limping. Um, so I don't know what happened, when it happened, and how it happened because fella was well up and running like uh, half a minute before the sub happened. Like you could see her in the shot, um, you know, running around normally, and then she was subbed off. Uh, half a minute after that and was seen limping after the game so that was weird I hope that nothing happened to Fella and this is a very tough game you know um, a lot of players almost got injured one of them did uh, on their side so 
I really hope nothing happens now. So, yeah, uh, I will stop here and take it away because there's more excitement. Okay, so interesting that you say that this is the way that you think uh, Esther and Naikari could work like a safest way. I think this is probably the most... Uh, the way that is not going to ever take place because of the wide players that we have because the options that we have in wide areas it doesn't make sense i think the way you want if you want to fit them in is definitely a 352 uh, in place of feller in the front two i don't know i don't see her being a good wide player uh we we saw her being deployed there at, at real sociedad as well and it wasn't good so yeah i mean for 10 minutes yeah it, it works maybe but for a longer stretch of period i'm not sure uh, but i think we will not see her there i think it was definitely due to the reason that feller definitely picked up a knock she was limping before uh, a little bit after that throw-in situation uh, earlier a few minutes so yeah hopefully she's okay it's not like we are going to get any sort of updates on her <laughs> but, uh, but yeah we hope that she is okay then in the 84th minute the Granadilla have a very good shot uh, Misa is brought into action and she makes a very very good save it's uh, Colette's shot who tried to like pick the ball up on the, on the left hand side cuts in a bit and takes the shot from range it's almost curling and that would have been a screamer of a goal had that gone in and it would have been the winner as well so uh, kudos to Misa for like being there and just managing to get a touch on it so that it goes over then in the 86th minute Caroline Weir and now we will get into the segment that we are potentially going to dedicate in each and every part to her because she is ridiculous Caroline Weir goes down to the left, operates on that left half space, picks up the ball, plays a beautiful cross and Sandy Toletti who has come on as the second half sub and I think now after like these three games and this one from the bench, I think now people can at least give her the credit where it's due that her return to form has been one of the biggest positives because we our, our form has improved a bit in the last three games despite the opposition playing poorly we have seen some improvements we have seen the impact that she has had here she makes a very good run from midfield makes a darting run inside the box gets just ahead of the defender and puts that puts that cross into the back of the net real madrid three granadia two with four minutes remaining of normal time and Toletti has potentially won Real Madrid the game at a very difficult stadium to go to so this is the thing Caroline Weir's impact overall in the game was obviously there she scored the opening goal she had a couple of dangerous opportunities was always involved in our short building sequences and this is what she can do despite us struggling to bring the ball out she would drop she would even drop deep she would help us get out of that situation and then immediately she would be there in the final third to help us stitch out a passing move and get that shot off as well so 
this isn't a player whose impact is uh, like diminished with, with uh, having to drop deep yes obviously it is ideal that a player of her caliber should be let to operate in in the opposition half for majority of the parts because her operating inside the opposition half in between those lines is where she can create magic and she has done so throughout the season for us but this is what player what sort of player she is like she can change games from in a second with with her in individual brilliance like she picked up the ball in that left up steps and that cross instantly was so good and toletti is run obviously that is one of the key skill set that toletti has where she can where she times her run into the box really 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 well which makes her a threat in those wide sort of combination play that we saw in the previous game as well uh, with the way that she picked up the assist she made a very good run uh, in inside the box in that wide triangle attacking the channel so she does that that is one of her core strengths and here she made made the run through the middle because uh, nobody was occupying the central channel she identified that and knew that weir was going to cross made a, made herself available and very very good header and real madrid are ahead so this is what this is what we keep saying or i keep saying by the fact that toletti and weir have to start especially with toletti in such form where she is impacting games directly now maybe not picking up the assist or direct goals but she she always has an impact whenever she is getting on the field now and she has to become an important part of this team if we are to improve and we have seen those improvements uh, ever since in in the last three games when she has been incorporated into the lineup zornosa as well zornosa last game played a few minutes on the, as the left wing so zornosa is definitely helping now put tere in the mix somewhere here and we have a very functional midfield unit that is that can deal with any sort of situation so this is something definitely to like keep uh, keep a look at moving forwards but yeah it was a thrilling game back and forth completely we score they equalize we score again they equalize again and then we score the winner so it, it was a fun game uh, definitely not our best performance by any stretch of uh, of imagination we weren't like a dominant side in the second half either we struggled we weren't able to build out the back as much because towards the end towards those last 10 minutes game got transitional because now both the teams were trying to look for the winner and they were pushing up so there were spaces there so it's very difficult to say what happened in the 10 minutes uh, that completely changed the outlook but definitely the subs that we made especially the two midfield subs that we made uh, did have an impact so yeah i'll let you express your thoughts on the goal and any further comments on the segment that we are dedicating to caroline weir which is weir's world there there was an obvious like uh, i cannot miss this and i'll quickly mention it towards the end of the game like she had that skill where she controls the ball with the heel of her uh, foot like it's like watching she she's just it's like watching her in training she she has no pressure no matter how many players are there she will just casually put her uh, leg out and then control control it with her back heel play like make some skills like 
in FIFA, you have players with five-star uh, strong foot and five-star weak foot. She definitely has like five or six-star, at least five or six-star uh, strong foot. That is her left foot. She is incredibly skillful, man. It's it's a joy to watch her. The impact that she has had again, being involved in two two of the goals here. It's incredible. What a player we have signed. Uh, yeah, I, I'm lost for words to like speak on her, but she she is just brilliant. So yeah, take it away. Any thoughts on the goal? Any thoughts on any comments on Weir's performance? Any th- uh, comments on Toletti and what she did after coming on? And yeah, I think that would probably be it and we can wrap this part up. Yeah, uh, so what you <laughs> said in the beginning, I just want to uh, say uh, that Stenai Kari thing, it's just that last time I said that they don't work as a striker duo is because one of them gets uh, in, in a sort of a shadow while one is left alone in front to you know get it inside the other one is running around so i just meant it like this way both of them feel more free and yeah they can uh both short show themselves i guess uh but okay yeah so no actually the goal the goal is i i, I want to talk about this um, bit of a wider story about this goal because the goal came from a throw-in from our throw-in yay of course i would talk about throw-ins so another one of our throw-ins worked uh and again in very little passes so kenty uh, gets that throw-in from obviously our right side and sends it to the middle to uh actually well halfway line where sonosa was she makes a quick pass back to Rocio. Rocio uh, passes uh, quickly back to Sonosa, and Sonosa gives it uh, to Weir. That's a good uh, through pass, by the way, to Weir. And yeah, Weir makes that great uh, cross. Uh, from the cross, that is well timed to a very well timed positioning of Toletti. Uh, and that's a. Uh, great header <laughs> um everyone was screaming there like from the like toletti was screaming there everyone around her everyone on the bench uh the the game was pure suffering and we had to go up three times and you know this is the last goal that happened in the game um so this happened at 86th minute you already mentioned it and the the game went on for another like 12 minutes because uh well there was five minutes of added time and there were another other stuff happened during it so it went on until 98th minute and everything so um until the end of the game uh we were well we were let's say managing <laughs> just managing to end it uh no there weren't really any uh, more chances from there on uh there was this like granadilla free kick in the 89th minute there was this intermission where sonosa got a hit there inside the box and there was like a three minutes intermission intermission maybe um but she got out of there well and alive is i'm 
yeah, as I know. <laughs> and yeah, there was one penalty shot by Granadilla in ninety seventh minute. Actually, um, there wasn't much. I mean, there was a high kick, I think, from Olga, uh, right at the entrance of our box. I, I don't remember who from Granadilla player was, but like there was uh, Kathleen there, and there was um, Olga there, in f like around this one Granadilla player, and um, basically Olga just kicked uh, kicked her leg high, and she didn't even touch the player. <laughs> So uh, maybe there was uh, the player. I think uh, bounced herself off Kathleen. Well, let let's call it like that. You know, bouncing herself off. <laughs> um, but nothing. That, that's how she fell. But nothing for penalty. It was just a penalty shot there. So yeah. Imagine if it was a penalty. Um, yeah, just imagine. But it wasn't. So that's good. And. Okay, weird, weird time. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I don't think that I have many words to say. I I mean, from that well timed um goal she put in the first half and uh, this well timed cross she sent in, and you know Toletti uh, making it even better timed <laughs> a header inside, um and yeah that that, that thing that. Yash mentioned about um, Weir's magic toward the end of the game. Uh, for all of you uh, listening, uh, you can see the replay at uh, 92, like uh, nine, sorry, 92 minutes round. So 92 uh, 00, and you can see it. It's very entertaining. Um, so Weir magic, brilliant. And Toletti, I, uh, I don't think I have many tactical notes about what she brought to the game. I mean, uh, I'll just say that the game felt so much better from that second sub. And this is very weird to say uh, because the second sub uh, in this team usually means the break of the dynamic. Uh, however, there wasn't much dynamic to break in this game. <laughs> you know, you could just make the dynamic in this game. It was just a uh, uh, bunch of chaos before it. So this triple sub, a 65th minute, uh, really made a lot of change. And um, from me, I don't have many tactical notes, so I won't go much longer about it. I just, I uh, just sort of a fresher breeze in the midfield and like I said uh, at the end of this first half I felt like at least one of the Sornosa or Toletti was needed there in in the midfield because well <laughs> we just commented the whole game I don't think I have to go on a bit longer so yeah uh, I'm really happy for Toletti though uh, very happy because the way she celebrated you can see that meant a lot to her I mean it was the winning goal and uh you know her the form that she started showing after this pause she had like three weeks she didn't play um I'm really happy for her because 
the stats are showing as well. I think since then she picked up two assists and now this first goal for her in the Real Madrid shirt. So yeah, uh, happy ending to a very not happy game. Yeah, let's call it that. Yeah, so finally after being ignored for two parts straight about how Tolentino was great, not just by Kanita but by uh, one of our guests, Isa, as well. Finally, uh, Toilette is getting the respect that she deserves. So very happy for her. I have obviously been a big fan of hers and definitely think she adds a lot of value to any team she plays for. Not just on the ball, but off the ball as well. So yeah, long may it continue because it has definitely helped us uh, improve our form in recent games. It has definitely brought a new dimension to us. So, yeah, I think that about wraps up the game. This is, uh, it was a fun game. Not many tactical tweaks happened throughout uh, throughout the sort of 90-minute period. But, uh, yeah, interesting game nonetheless because Granadilla's approach and how we struggled to deal with it, how our team selection affected us and everything did, uh, was, was pretty interesting. We have one more game to go before the international break strikes and we will be back to cover that. It will be a game against Sporting Huelva at home on 12th of Feb. So games again like coming thick and fast, not much gap between them. But then that would be Real Madrid's last game until 4th of March. So yeah, international break in between, lots of players will be playing in that so we'll be trying we'll be covering that as well we'll be bringing you reviews from those game and how players have uh, how real madrid players have performed in that so yeah looking forward to that and until then ala madrid ala madrid